Bagabi, Laka, Bachabi. Wow! How about that? Now you try. We're gonna go for a joyride. You've just made a wrong turn heading south onto strange highways. Enter Death's waiting room if you dare. Welcome to Strange Highways. I am Paul. And hey guys, it's Terry here. And I hope you enjoyed our conversation about the Shadow Man. Just remember, don't disrespect your Shadow Man. And also make sure that, you know, feed your Shadow Man. You know, like make sure that he's well fed so he goes out and beats up all the other kids in middle school. You know, and probably like have a little bit more understanding of how many shadow men are. Yeah, around. we don't know that there. That's true. There was a, a, a distinct lack of understanding of the number of shadow people. Yeah, they had like a cut like this was the warriors. They were trying to get back to their hometown of Coney Island. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it was all the shadow men like just like, you know, like support your local shadow men. So anyway, <laughs> uh, so well, 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 they're unionizing. Yeah, so they're unionizing. Them. yeah, yeah. You don't know, right? Like they're like, they're like, we need larger beds to sleep under or else we strike. No, um, <laughs> So, all right, yeah, welcome to Strange Highways. This is the Twilight Zone uh, podcast where we watch the Twilight Zone in sequence. We've covered the original series from the 60s. We've covered both seasons of the Paramount Plus Jordan Peele produced series. Uh, And now we're into um, the 80s iteration of the Twilight Zone. But we're joined by a guest. So we have uh, Leanne from the Skewered Universe podcast. Leanne, welcome to Strange Highways. Hi. Hi. I'm so stoked to be here. <laughs> I was rocking out to the intro earlier. Oh, it just isn't it? I just I can't help it. That, uh, that it's that, really the best. That crunchy guitar always gets me going. Like I love, I love that. It. Yeah, I think it's oh, what was what's the name of the band? I I found them years ago. They they were like a proto garage band, and I think the song is like what was it? Um, Walk with a Vampire or something. I forget the name of the band off the top of my head. It's just it's been six and a half years. So no, like they do some cool. I always shit. like the Iron Maiden part. So. That's true. Well, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah. Like, but you, one, you know, you and your husband Jeff do the Skewered Universe podcast, and and um, please tell everybody what that is, and then I want to ask you some questions about the Twilight Zone and things. Uh. Well, it, it's hard to explain exactly what we do. <laughs> uh. So we kind of do something different when we review movies, which are typically horror and they're typically off the wall stuff. Um, what we do is we we call it interstellar interstitials, which it doesn't roll off the tongue. But um, we we go into the episode not having watched a movie and then we pause it. We watch for 15 minutes and then we come back, give our thoughts, and then we watch a little more and then talk a little more. And we go throughout the movie and it's actually a lot of fun. Okay. And I know that you guys have other other brief sites as well, but I know um, I know it was a few a few episodes ago, it's been a little bit, uh, you guys covered uh, a, a film that has been brought up often here on Strange <laughs> Highways, uh, The Baby from, uh, was it 77? Uh, it, it, 
I mean, I know Terry's much more like aware of that film. I'm kidding. I, I forced Terry to watch it, but you guys, you guys watched that blind. Um, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, it was a great movie. Um, usually Jeff is the one to uh, send me the weird movies, but this time I was sending it to him. So it was his first watch and we really had a lot of fun. He really tore it apart. Oh, well, so I will defend that movie. But yeah, so I, I, I went back and looked the name of the the, um, the band. It was called the Moon Trekkers. And the name of that song is called Night of the Vampire. Like the Moon Trekkers okay. are really cool. So uh, it just took me like, you know, it's only the thing we hear every week when we do the show. I'm like, I don't know, whatever. I just say I hear some uh, golden earring in there. I'm good. That's it. Right. That's all we got. Yeah. You clock in right after it. Like <laughs> it's done playing. No, but like your guys' show, it's a, it's a different approach. And I think that's unique because you're giving almost like real time reaction, but not doing there. There's this tendency where people are like, we could just pull off a of riff tracks or MST three K. It's like, you're, you're not that good. You're, you're not that funny. And those guys write the hell out of that, you know? Like, <laughs> exactly. So, I'm not saying you, I'm not saying about you guys in particular. I'm saying people are like, we could just riff. I'm like, um, yeah, if you just want to entertain yourselves and nobody else, that's fine. You know, yeah, like, basically, I, we don't want to watch the movie with you. You know, we could just watch it by ourselves. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, we we don't do commentary or anything like that. Generally, we have um, one commentary episode we've been planning for a while. But um, generally, no, we don't do that. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, so it's a unique approach. So that's people should check that out. It's Skewed Universe. And we're, we're going to pimp that in again at the end here. So like, please, like, um, you know, the, the, remind me because when we get to our social media stuff at the end, I'm sure I'll remember, but if I don't just punch me in the face and we'll, you know, move on and remind me to promote your show. Cause people should check it out. <laughs> okay. Um, so again, uh, so speaking of, I don't like, I know you have been, you've been listening to this show and been watching the twilight zone. I don't know your relationship with a, the twilight zone and B anthology. Cause we do cover other things too, anthology wise. So mm-hmm. where, where are you at with like, like, uh, in terms of anthology and also the twilight zone. Well, the Twilight Zone is something um, like a lot of the people you've had on. Um, I started watching it when I was a kid. Uh, my mom had it playing in the background quite often. My mom liked horror type things and sci-fi, so she she was totally into that. And like, um, uh, you know, the other one. What's the other one? The Outer Limits. That was thank the other you. One. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. That's, I've just loved it since I was a kid. Okay. So then in terms of it being like, like, I, I always think the big surprising thing for me is that when people are like, yeah, I love the twilight zone. It's like, Oh, here, like, actually I'll give an example. Uh, my co-host on the other show that I do invasion. Why, why am I like pimping another show? But uh, <laughs> Steve showed me a, a Hawaiian shirt, like print thing that he loves Hawaiian shirts. I'm not a Hawaiian shirt guy, but he is, no. um, but it was one, it was the twilight zone, but uh, Terry, I didn't, I didn't save the image. I should show it to you though. If I could find it, it's like, it's like the eyeball from the intro, the door, um, like the, the devil head from, um, uh, Nick, uh, Nick of time, the yeah, one that Nick you got time. me, the, the cool shirt with, and then like one other thing and it's just repeated. And I'm just like, Oh, so somebody just took four things and they made that into a shirt. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for <laughs> making that into, I love the twilight zone. Cause I know four things from it. Like it was just, so I think a lot of people are like, I love the twilight zone. It's like, okay, not that I'm going to be, I'm not going to gatekeep and be like, give me your 15 greatest episodes. But I think it's one of those things where the impact of it and its highs are so high that people think they've seen more of it than they have. So I think yeah. that's kind of where I'm at with that. Yeah. 
I agree. But you've you've seen the entire se- the original series, so you know, credit to you. Like that's um, you got through season four with Terry <laughs> and I, and that's a credit gold star. <laughs> you got through some of the They're bad not ones. All as good. Well. You watched the Bard, uh, you know. Yeah, you you know, gold, two gold stars. I think, <laughs> I think you qualify for some type of hazard pay after after all that. But no, it's like I think that I think every journey is worth taking, especially with the anthology, because it's not like you can. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess you could skip episodes. I don't think that's fair. Because I mean, what's the point of that? You got. I, I think you're your doing vegetables. a disservice to not only yourself because you're skipping something, but you're doing a disservice to the creators of it. Yeah. Because they wanted you to view all this stuff that they do. If they thought that there was something shitty, they wouldn't have put it on the screen. Yeah. You know? I, I also think there's a certain amount of like either that's really really good or to shake it off and try it again. Yeah. That we don't always get with like an ongoing dramatic series or whatever. So well, that, that and yeah. once I heard um, you guys talking about just how much money they put into every single episode and how much effort and how much stress they went that went into it. You have to give each episode its credit. I mean, most of them. (laughs) Well, they tried, you know, they tried. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I mean, you know, like there, there, um, you know, as much as there's things like, uh, was it, um, the whole truth or whatever it was from season two was one of the videotaped episodes. That was the, the car salesman that, uh, got the car that caused him to tell the truth. I do. I despise that episode. And it was, I love that episode. <laughs> okay. Well, good. That's, well, that's another cool thing about anthology is that everybody, it's like, it's this, you know, it's this plethora of like, why well, I like this and like, you know, and, or I don't like this or whatever. And I think that's cool. Right. And I think, yeah, it's such a know, variety. Yeah. Because then, then you can, you could still have a, um, a good conversation about something as opposed to like, I don't know, like, um, well, like I'm not going to make this the game of Thrones, but since that's a very specific thing, people can have their opinions about that. And that's fine too. But there's an arc to that with anthology. It's like, all right, well, you know, everybody, you get, you get to pick your favorite flavors. And I think that's why we like anthology a lot. And also short form storytelling. And we're going to get into one of the shortest form storytellings with the segment, um, can be in a very effective way, uh, to get something across, without overstaying its welcome. I mean, not, it's not always successful, right? But I think there, I think there's something to be said there for the, um, you know, um, the efficiency of storytelling. So I think that's constantly fascinating to us. Yeah, I agree. All right. So Terry, do you disagree? Like, no, I, I, think it's, <laughs> I, I think it's awesome because it also engages conversation that much more because, you know, especially when we talk about anthology uh, movies, we can say that, you know, one story is better than the other or this should have been placed in another spot in the, in the sequence in that. I mean, there's been plenty of conversations that I've had with people just about Creepshow and just like either how great it is or how one, how bad one of the stories is. Or whatever, Are you referring you know? to the movies or the series? Because you and I, we trudged through. Well, well that, sorry, trudged is not the right thing. Season three had some moments. Not, not to cast a shadow over the series. I, I'm thinking about uh, the, yeah, the movie, yeah. the original uh, film. And, and it's like, you know, for me, it's it's damn near perfect. Uh, but there are still people that have a descending uh, view about one aspect of that film yeah. or another. You know, it's like. Well, and that's fine. You know, like, so I think there's, I think anthology is cool. Uh, I think uh, um, there's just a lot of fun to be had. And again, especially watching the Twilight Zone in, in sequence. I mean, I know we kind of did the original and then jumped to the future and then got back to the 80, like whatever. It's just, even as much as we have, it's, it's weird that you shouldn't judge a segment by what just came before because they were created in their own time. You still kind of get like this 
feel and you get like this notion and like, I don't know. I think it's fascinating. I mean, I guess I'm patting myself on the back until my arm breaks, but, um, <laughs> no, but it's like, no, but Leah, you, you've, you know, I, I, I don't know how much you've been able to watch the 80s stuff. There's a lot of YouTube videos for everything out there. Um, but, I haven't had a chance at all. Okay. I'm completely new. Okay. Well, you, you, we brought you in for something. I could tell you that. I apologize. <laughs> it's definitely something. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of this is like, cause since, I don't know why it's not available. Like we have the DVDs um, and it's just cause you know, I wanted to have a physical copy just in case, but the majority of these are available. You can go search cause there's no groundswell to bring this series available streaming. And I don't know why that is. You think it would be an easy win. Well, not even mm-hmm. easy, but it's like Paramount plus like they're looking for content. Like, they have the first five seasons of Are You Afraid of the Dark on there. Fine. Just just add this too. It's fine. It's not a thing. It's not it's not perfect, but you would have something else, right? So so yeah, welcome to your first exposure to the 80s Twilight Zone. Woof. I didn't even realize that. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, all right. This is one of the weird ones. We you should go we, I should find you a link for Nightcrawlers. That was a really good segment. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get, we can freaking yeah, yeah. That one was really, really good. <laughs> uh so yeah, so let's just get into it here. So uh, this is uh, season one, episode 10, segment B. So it's the middle segment of this, of this hour long, uh, it's called the uncle devil show. So Terry, um, tell us who did what here. All right. So our director on this is, uh, David Steinberg. Uh, he did lots of shows like, uh, Seinfeld, uh, curb your enthusiasm and, uh, mad about you, uh, along with a plethora of other shows. I'm sure you're going to bring up something else. Well, so this was like one of his, um, earlier directing, things but he was um a looks like per wikipedia and this is me sounding smart when i'm not uh he was a, a late night show like comedian they would show up on late night shows and it was the 60s and 70s had a very successful um like stand-up career which i had never heard of this guy before so you'd think of like these famous comedians whatever but um he uh actually one of his most uh, notorious performances, he was part of the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour, and both uh, both Smothers Brothers would kind of push the boundaries a little bit. So in 68, they would let him do, he would give um, satirical sermons, so he would be very much like, you know, kind of taking the piss out of, you know, God, and it's fine. <laughs> but so... Um, CBS was like, you can't do this because they got a lot of complaints. They're like, you got to stop it. So then eventually it was uh, Tommy Smothers told Steinberg, he's like, well, um, do it anyway. Right. He went on, he went on to do it again. And, and um, the joke that's here, I don't quite get it. So I'm not going to repeat it because I don't understand it. It might be, it might be offensive, but I don't understand it. But he, he said it and it didn't quite, it didn't actually make it to broadcast because CBS is like, nope, we're pulling the plug on the entire series. So oh, the, wow. <laughs> So, cause even before that they were giving studios or sorry, not studios, but like local stations, like they would give them like, like advanced, like notice that they could pull an episode if they wanted to, which is not, that's unheard of. Right. But this, like, I like this mother's brothers was like, yeah, this is funny to us. Just push it, you know, but this guy has a distinct sense of humor. Um, I don't know if it's always evidenced here, but we'll get there when we get there. So a lot of history for this person coming into the segment. So there we go. Yeah. So and then next here, uh, uh, we got our writer as uh, t- uh, Donald Todd. We actually just rec- recently talked about this gentleman during uh, Dealer's Choice. 
Yeah, one that Terry and I were a little divided on, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is his second of two segments. We will not see him again. So um, may, may you sail on. I don't know what that means. I don't know. I'm carry just, on. Yeah, sure. carry, carry on. on. Carry on, Donald Todd, the man with two names. Yeah, so, and our cast. What we, if he didn't have a middle name? What if he just didn't, like, it was just like, what's your, Donald Todd? And then, do you know, growing up, they'd always, like, read his name wrong. I'd be like, Todd Donald. He's like, that's not my name. Like, why would you do that? What if his middle name is, like, Mike? <laughs> Donald Mike Todd? Yeah. Or Donald, Donald Elizabeth Todd, you know. Like Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, Donald Josephat Todd. Anyway, so. Uh, all right. So, Anyways. Yeah. Uh, so, our cast, we have, uh, leading us off here, we have uh, Murphy Dune, or Dune. Probably Dune. Right? I think I think it's Dune. Yeah. Okay. I do uh, like saying Dune though. That sounds Dune. fun. Yeah. Is, yeah. Okay. Murphy so, Dune. So uh, he plays <laughs> Uncle Devil and uh, Devil. Yeah. <laughs> Devil. Um, so episodes of Night Court. Uh, he was in the movie of Blues Brothers 2000. Well, and, and, well, the original Blues Brothers as well. He played. Oh, uh, he was in the, the. He played the keyboard player named Murph. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Which I think that's whenever they go into the restaurant, and at one point, uh, John Belushi's like, "How much for the girl?" or whatever he says, like, and they're interrupting Murph and the Murph tones hmm. to get the band back together. Uh, the one thing with him is that he did that in the movie, and then when they actually toured, the Blues Brothers did a tour. He was in the like he was still part of the band, so that's oh, kind of no cool. Kidding. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So yeah, and then you know, lots of other show credits and that. So yeah. uh, didn't know if you want to hit on anything nope, else. Nope. That's I could couldn't. It's one of those guys. It's like it's you know. Good on you. You did a lot of work. Congratulations. But yeah, the Blues Brothers, I think, is probably, uh, I think it's a good thing to hang your hat on, you know? Yeah, but, right. And then, so uh, next here we have Joel Polis, uh, plays Dad. Uh, I think most people might recognize him from The Thing if you slap uh, some um, some glasses and a goatee on him. Uh, he was. Uh, I didn't realize, until I did my notes, I didn't realize that was him. Yeah, I didn't he, realize he was he, Fuchs. I did not realize Fuchs, that, yeah. yeah. So, and he's a very important character in that movie, you know, and the thing is like Terry and I, we've bonded over this. I mean, we have this, we have matching hats from, yeah, uh, we, we cut, we cut our fingers, we drip blood. Yeah, it's and true. It was, it was then, great. Yeah. No, but we have matching art. Blood brothers. Al, yeah, yeah. Outpost 31 hats too. Cause we're idiots. So yeah, but no, I love the thing. And I was like, Oh, it's Fuchs. And then my other note is still working. Cause nothing else I picked out from him. I'm like, once you're in the thing, that's it. I don't know what else to tell you. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's like it. he was in some episodes of cheers and just a bunch of other shows. I mean, unless that. you're Kurt Russell, <laughs> you know, like, Wilford Brimley. You're like, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you're in or the thing. Keith David. Keith, okay, fine. You name three people. That's correct <laughs> there. That's right. You're right. <laughs> three of the seven people in the movie. Yeah. But okay. Fuchs, Fuchs. Right. So, uh, and then next here we have, uh, Wendy Phillips, uh, plays mom. She was in Airplane 2, The Wizard. Yes. And then uh, the uh, miniseries, The Stand from 94. Um, so and She was in an episode of Amazing Stories, so that's worthy of mentioning. But The Wizard, though, like that's the the wonderful... Uh, Wizard. Fred, oh. Yeah. Fred Savage movie where they're going to California. And then that was the movie that revealed Super Mario Brothers 3. And also a young um, Tobey Maguire for like a, a split second. You're like, his face is the same shape and size now. I don't understand <laughs> it at all. But I, I, The Wizard is not, a, it's better directed and better plotted than you give it credit for in terms of like, that's a stupid movie. It's like, it is what, it's a, it's a road movie. It's an 80s movie. It's a commercial uh, for Nintendo. Yeah, absolutely. But it's a better put together movie than people give it credit for. And I enjoy the hell of the wizard. So yeah. I just want to uh, give some credit to the wizard. So, and then uh, next and last credit here, Gregory Muir uh, plays Joey. This, this was all the, this, uh, this little kid was in. 
Well, yep. good enough. I mean, like sometimes like kid actors hit or miss, you know, in terms of like they did the one thing and that's it. Maybe what if his parents were on set for this? They're like, I don't know if acting's the we should know. No, well, they saw is, what he did and they're like, never again. No, it's like, wait, you're just, no, 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 no. Like this isn't good. This isn't good. <laughs> is this what Hollywood is? Is this what's going on? Uh, so yeah, that's our, that's our cast crew. Uh, so yeah. Um, so, so yeah, Leanne, as you know, uh, the, 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 how we do the show here is we kind of walk through the story. This is a six meg- minute segment. I think this might be the shortest one. I believe it is so yeah. far. Um, it's the, this iteration of the twilight zone is weird. Sometimes you get like two segments, an episode, uh, sometimes you get three and the middle ones always like, like the, in this case, like six minutes, sometimes they're 10. Um, it's just, I mean, can you imagine coming back from a commercial break after the shadow man to this? Like this is, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so Terry, let's, let's, let's start where we're at with this. Let's get into, uh, the uncle devil show. Let's get into this. Okay. So we get, uh, we get little Joey. He's, uh, playing in his, uh, living room, beating the shit out of his toys. Like any normal young boy would do. Cause you know, that's what you do. And then his dad comes in. And he's also got this TV on in the background. Some show, I don't know. We don't know yet. We're not really supposed to know. And his dad comes home, and he's got, uh, you know, something for his kid. Joey says, hey, hey, do you have have the thing? And he gives it to him, and it's a videotape. Mm-hmm. And apparently this is a very high-demand videotape. Again, we're not quite sure. His dad has no idea what it is. He's like, right, well, I hope it's cool because it, it was the last out of one. stock. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess the one thing is we're going to find out these parents, like they, they believe they're the best parents, but they're aloof the entire time. So I think that's kind of one of the commentaries going on with this. But the videotape is called Tim Ferrett and Friends. And it, from the from the jump, I question this. This feels like it's, uh, you know, now that we get into what we're actually going to see, it almost feels like, oh, it's one of those like weird Bible Jesus videos. And it turns out to be the exact <laughs> opposite. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, like, you I mean, you remember growing up, like, it's like, oh, you got the videotape. Like, like, did you ever have the thing where you asked for a movie and then you got it? Cause the person that rented it for you had no idea what you're about to, to watch. That happened to me. Yeah. It happened quite a bit. I mean, <laughs> I watched garbage pail kids, the movie, and I was like, that warped me for a little while when I was a kid. So that's <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell is going on in this film? Like, so, so Leah, was that thing where like where the, the grumps are like, well, this is what you asked for. And they didn't vet it. Cause I feel like there's a lot of that in the eighties too, where it's like, Oh, they're just watching TV. They're fine. Did you have any of oh, that? Yeah. Like, yeah. We had no supervision as children. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here's a uh, cannibal Holocaust. Enjoy. You know, <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, we go from this, uh, so we get to the parents in there, um, into the kitchen as he pops in the Tim Ferriss friends video. And then this gets really odd because like the mom tells the dad that, um, she's like, I almost killed a kid today. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, okay. And then she eventually like mentions why, but I'm like, Oh, that's kind of an odd way to start a conversation of like, meaning she didn't say it as like an accident. It was more like, I don't like, I almost killed him because I was going to like, you know. I, I took it that way too. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's like, well, I almost killed a kid today. Why? Cause I missed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
my sights were off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like it's like the old joke of like, Mom, Mom, I'm, I see Dad come up over the hill, and it's like, Shut up, son, reload. You're like that old <laughs> joke. Like that's what it felt like to me. I'm like, Oh, what's going on here? But then like the dad's reading the paper, and you know he's you know like he's like, Well, that's the important thing. Talking about like this kid, like whatever is the neighbor kid like doing st- whatever structure. Yeah, supervision, supervision, personal attention. While he's literally reading the paper, and not paying attention. Like, again, that's the joke, right? It's He's like completely clueless about what his child is doing. And it's there's that 80s trope, too, of like, you know, parents are just stupid. You know, like, you know, like the the movie The Goonies probably wouldn't happen if they were actually paying attention to the kids at all. <laughs> you know, like, and this is kind of the same thing, right? Um, so, so yeah, um, they don't question like, what well, because there's two things that show up in this house. One, the videotape they don't question. And two, the mysterious package that will show up in a minute or two. They're like, okay, you wanted it. Sure, you know. Here you and go. A, and a, and of course, again, there's no communication between the two parents either. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what's this videotape? I don't know, but yeah. he wanted it, and and then. So anyway, so um, little Joey starts watching the tape, and we, you know, it starts off with a cartoon, whatever, and then all of a sudden, this character who's by the name of Mister Devil comes. No, on Uncle Devil. Uncle Devil. Mister Uncle Devil. No, uh, yeah, so. Uncle Devil. To, uncle Mr. Devil. He's yeah. Mr. Devil to me. He ain't my uncle. Um, <laughs> I don't know him. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like, He doesn't look like the guy from uh, Dealer's Choice. It's a different devil. Like, I don't know how I feel about that. It's not, to uh, me, he looks like Mr. Rogers, but with dead eyes. Oh, that, I mean, let, let's give credit where credit's due. He plays this so good. Like, he really it's so does. off-putting. He's right? my favorite character. Yeah, it's like it's very upsetting at how he's doing that weird generated warmth, but also like there's that weird sinister like side to it, and also yeah. the name Uncle Devil. Like, yeah, yeah, that's not sinister. What is, at what is all. this a Rob Zombie film? Well, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, well, he needs to say uh, like five swear words within the same sentence if that was going to be the case, though. Well, wouldn't Sherry Moon Zombie be playing the wish puppet that we could <laughs> <shoot him? laughs> Hand straight up her ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. See, All right. Yeah. All right. The, you, said yeah, it. Wow. you said it. That uh, We're working blue now. All right, everybody. Yeah. So the one thing I, I think is really interesting about this, too, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but. His gaze, it, it, you can see this sometimes within like bad commercials and that, but they're looking at a teleprompter. This dude is like committing to it though. Oh, no, like, it's like he's making direct eye contact with you, and that's like even worse. Yeah, he's you know, staring it, into your soul. Ugh, there's that, that that weird like middle distance gaze that you, you, you like you don't feel comfortable. And mm-hmm. this is something I want to come back to because I saw this when it aired as a kid. So I was seven when I was, I was a little older than the kid in this. It was really bothering me as a kid. I had way more uh, watching it again. Now it's like, Oh, this is silly, but I have those kid fear memories. Like there's something here that still really doesn't sit well with me. And he does a really good job of making sure that I can't sleep tonight. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So he has, before he introduces like the next cartoon, which will happen later, he makes sure that um, that everybody watching, you need to get your uh, box of what's it called? Um, Beelzebits. <laughs> Beelzebits, yeah. And then <laughs> and then when the box is turned over, you see the snake come out, which is like this is upsetting to me. Like looking at that, uh, which then I thought, even though I'd seen the segment as a kid, um, like I thought for whatever reason that the 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 cereal box with the snake would come into play as like the stinger at the end. You know, because like because there's the, the there's the comment that mom makes about like oh he used all the box tops. It's like. 
how many snakes did you bring into your house? We don't even want to talk about that, right? But that's upsetting. And then he was like, make sure that when you do this, you put a bunch of sugar on top. And then in between meals, like, don't brush your teeth and eat candy bars. Like, you know, I didn't know Uncle Devil was working for Nestle. But, yeah, whatever. So, Yeah, uh, Nestle has an evil variety. <laughs> yes. I mean, I mean, Google it. It's true. <laughs> you know. It, it really is. Yeah. But, like, it's just the whole thing with the snake coming out, too, and the way – um, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm overstating this, but I know that the, like, so, so Leanne, so, you know, these, these episodes were actually filmed with actual film and then converted to video for broadcast. So that's why this has this weird, like look to it. Um, and it kind of uh, has an in between look. Yes. That that's the, the best way to describe it. So sometimes like the cinematography looks a little flat and odd. You know, with that and Terry and I, we've already watched the next segment. We're going to get into some of that next week. My God, it's just, it's an, it's a nightmare. But, uh, so with that being said, even with that, but then the video image of the snake coming out of the box, it's like, as a kid, you wouldn't see that with, you know, it's like, it's, it felt dangerous. It was really sinister. Yeah. And it's just like, it almost felt like, like, uh, like a nightmare on Elm street film where it would just deter into, like, you know, Freddie taking over and being like, oh, here's what's going on. You know, like it was, I'd say, I don't know, like this is your first time watching the segment. I don't know if you felt like this was like, this is wrong. Something's wrong here. Very much so. And I'm the, the parallel that I'm going to draw here. And it, especially when we have other sequences that come up in the, the very near future uh, while watching this is uh, Halloween three season of the Witch. Oh, that's a good call. I didn't even like, why didn't I put those together? Cause that's literally around the same time the movie came out before that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Halloween season Halloween three season of the witch came out in 82. Yeah. And I think somebody took some notes from this and they're like, why don't we infuse this? Well, considering like Tommy Wallace directed the segment like earlier in the season, that right. makes sense to me. Yeah. There's that weird disarm, not disarming, but like your parents aren't paying attention. Now we're going to show you the weird shit. You exactly. Know? Like, it's, and it's yeah. like, so these corporations or these businesses or whatever, like nefarious ones at that, mm. um, <laughs> Your Uncle kids. Devil brought to you by Monsanto. We didn't get into that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, GMOs. GMOs. GMO. Yeah. Oh, um, you know, Beelzebitz brought to you by Monsanto. No. <laughs> um, they also followed up with like some Agent Orange. I don't know if they, they didn't do that. But anyway, so. Um, but yeah, so that, that whole thing happened. And then there's the whole thing, too, with they cut back to the parents and him. You know, you get uh, Fuchs being all like, you know, you just got to make sure that you pay attention and you do good with the. Like, the kids and everything. It just repeats himself. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I got this shit handled. Like yeah. I'm a good dad. And then like the mom's making dinner and it's like, they, they have a little decent rapport, but it's like, it's just, the whole thing is like, they're so proud of themselves for being good parents while their kids watching nightmare man on the TV. In while the their kid is sending away for things in the mail and they have no idea what's in these boxes too, man. Which like, is funny because like, this is the eighties, which, you know, there's a lot more that has to happen for that to like to be sent. It'd be versus some kid now going on like their parents' phone and then ordering something off of Amazon without telling them. Dude, I was ordering things when I was like in the eighties. I've got, when I was a young kid, I was ordering things. Well, that's fair, but I'm saying like, <laughs> There, there, I think that and no that snakes prom- though. I was, that- <laughs> I was pissed off. No snakes came out of any of the things I just, ordered. Just sea monkeys. And then, you know, those x-ray specs. <laughs> um, I, I know there was definitely a, a go bot that it, I was excited for that. I sent away. No, I got it. Yeah. I got a death ray. Like, and, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Oh, you haven't seen it. You can't. I can't make that joke. What? Yeah, never mind. Well, we're going to make better that- off dead. Oh, yeah, I still haven't seen it. 
We're going to make you see that movie. I just, well, I mean, you know, maybe. I don't know. You can't make me force. You can't force me to watch that. Also, brief side, everybody listening right now, I do apologize in advance. Uh, Lee and I apologize to you, too. Um, uh, we recently, um, this is this is something behind the scenes, everybody. We recently adopted a kitten a couple days ago. Um, I'm hoping his, uh, his, his uh, announcements that he's here isn't coming through to the recording, but I feel the opposite. I hope, I hope I hear. Oh everything. no, you do not. He has some pipes. Uh, oh. <laughs> so like I, I saw Terry cock his head like a little bit. Cause, uh, he, I can definitely hear it. And I'm wearing, <laughs> I'm wearing big clunky headphones. So, so. If there's, if there's a little tiny mewing that comes through by a little tiny, I mean, he's not put it into his high gear yet. If it, yeah, he, um, yeah. Anyway, um, he's, he's making his wish, his wish is known and that is, yeah. So I apologize to everybody if that comes through, if it becomes a thing, we will, we will stop and then we will make sure he gets snuggled. So he'll be quiet. So, um, second yeah. guest, uh, appearance yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah. The second guest will be Lago the kitten coming on the show, but, uh, yeah, no. So, so yeah, like, so he, like uncle devil's like, Hey, you should buy the snake cereal and then all this stuff. And then eventually he was like, Oh, it's time for science. Go get your, uh, uncle devil custom fun kit. You know, and I'm like, like, wasn't wasn't that a name of um a an insane clown posse album? Wasn't that what like wasn't that one of their albums? The Uncle Devil Custom Fun Kit wasn't that one of their albums? No, it wasn't. Oh, so so you know all the titles, Terry? Of uh, all I, the- I know a, a decent amount of them. <laughs> it's a trick question. I was, trying, I was trying to be like, no, I know a decent amount of them. I'm not completely down with the clown, but I used to be. Okay, all right. So so the, the so the kid goes to the mom. He's like, well, I got the box here, and then she's like, sure, and then they're like, what's the what's in the box? I'm like, I have no idea, right? So then. They, he does the thing too, where, um, like, uh, the, uh, uncle devil's like, you know, saying some words, which I uh, Terry, I don't know if you want to do the spoiler now that you looked up some of the words that were being said. Um, Leanne, hold, hold on to your butt here. This is uh, something that, um, yeah, this is funny. I, I, I think, I feel like I have a pretty decent ear for hearing things, especially when I have the headphones on. I swear to God, the second word is, that he says is Malacca. Uh, Malacca is a Greek slang term for uh like man who masturbates or he who masturbates <laughs> man yeah man who masturbates oh my goodness yeah, yeah. so yeah, maybe somebody should have looked up okay. their little well, fake you know words what? that actually makes me feel a little bit better because <laughs> when you guys were talking about um the snake coming out of the cereal box i have a dirty mind so when i was watching oh. it i was thinking <laughs> of a sexual nature and i think that's why i was so uncomfortable with it being like something a child is watching and so when you mention what that means, I feel a little bit better because maybe they did that intentionally. Probably. Cause I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, you know, there's times where there's swear words in other languages that show up on American broadcast that they don't censor. Cause no one will know. Mm-hmm. And that might've been like, that might've been another sly wink of like, we're being super naughty. Cause considering the guy who directed this would push boundaries on the Smothers brothers. Right. So mm-hmm. maybe that's the case. I don't know. But yeah, when Terry found that before we started recording, I was like, oh, that's well, a thing. My, yeah. my, grand, my grandmother and my mom used to work at Greek restaurants, so I used to hear that word a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what was going on in those restaurants? <laughs> Dude, it was just a slang term that oh, was just okay. being like they, to insult somebody else. I'm like, and then it's also used in weird science, too. That, well, that's fair. Yeah. No, it's like, what was it? There was that episode of the original series. Um, oh, it was a nervous man in a $4 room where they mm-hmm. referred to somebody as a gleep. And you like, you go and look it up yeah. and it was like, it was like, oh, like the Urban Dictionary definition, it was like of a guy, of a person who would uh, defecate in a bathtub and roll around in it. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, um, you're like, wait a second. 
I don't think that's what I don't think He's that's what we're calling man. somebody. You know? yep. <laughs> like so. Oh my God. Yeah. So don't be a gleep. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> or a um, locket. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not in mixed company, you know, whatever, you know, I don't even know what that means. So continuing on. Not so, in front of the kitten. Yeah. Not in front of the kitten or not in front of like, like, I mean, and, oh, Jesus, I was going to make a Louis CK comment. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm now, not do now, it. Oh no, this is, we're off the rails here. A six minute segment. Now, now the sensors are coming in. They're yeah, listening and they, yeah, they're listening yeah. real close. Now. Like I, my, I always strive to not make and like, a, like drop the F bomb, but I'm like, I, we, we're, we're threading the needle here. We're, um, you know. <laughs> Yeah, not in front of the kitten. I, I think I'm crying, so uh, that's gonna be the new term. Not in front of the kitten. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> that's how we so, wrangle it in. Oh. Yeah. So with so he does like the the vase trick or whatever, and it makes flowers appear on the screen. And then, but whenever um, the little kid, when Joey does it, cockroaches come out of the vase. And it's like, that also shows you, it's like, like not only is this weird and crazy anyway, but there's also the sinister notion of like, he did it right. And there's chaos coming. And the juxtaposition of the music, too. This goofy, like, it sounds like circus music or something is playing in the background. It's, it's like, it is weird. It's one of the few times the music in this current iteration of the series works. Yeah, or, it fits you know. very well. Yeah. Um, teaser, next segment. The music is not good. But like mm. Terry and I already agree. We're, we're teasing the next episode. Let's do it again. Yeah, let's talk. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> the music in this iteration of the 80s one has been really odd. and like, But in this case, like, it kind of works, right? Yeah. So. So then the next experiment requires a pet. And so that's what uh, Joey calls in the dog. And we get like this bit where this to me is also, I know it's played for comedy, but it's also very upsetting because when the dog comes in, it's like this little French poodle thing. It's it's, a, it's something, right? It's like it's, this. Yeah, it's, it's a poodle. It, yeah. But this freaked me out. And again, like with the intensity of this dude's eyes, he gets really close to the screen. He's like, he's like, Do you have a pet? It's like, like where is go this going to go now yeah yeah like yeah like um but then you get like this weird like it's almost like that radiation like flash and burn of like an atomic bomb like you get that like poof, and then like the dog comes into the kitchen the dad's not paying attention and he's like scratching the dog and he's like oh someone needs a, you know a haircut with like and the, the the makeup effect for the dog here is actually really really effective the dog became Benny Four Eyes. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's it, it was, but the, the like since you could tell that they attached like with the makeup appliance, like eyes above the dog's eyes, yeah. it works really well. Like it's almost it like it's, it's like a spider's eyes. It's like an arachnid's eyes. It's so it's so upsetting to me. Like I do not like it. it I that was like the part that like outside of the roaches because roach I, roaches are gross and icky um but like the seeing the eyes on the dog i was like dude this is really disturbing like now. i could show terry can see i have goose I, flesh I, I, I have goosebumps talking about because it, it bothers me and i'm not like freaky dude because it's like <laughs> no it's well no it, it's like it's because it's so right there and also like oh that dog's messed up and it's just i don't know it's like it's very like it's almost like cosmic horror of like oh that's bad you know and mm-hmm. like like what's joey gonna do next, next. Right? there's you, you also get vibes of like um, you know, Twilight Zone, the movie with a nice place to visit. And I talked, I talked at length during that yeah, episode. It's a good about, place. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. A good place. Not a nice place to visit. Sorry. A good, you know, yes. It's a good life. It's a good life. That's it. We, we we'll, both we'll get there. Up. We'll get yeah. there eventually. Right. No, Pieces, but that, parts, that, we, they fit. Yeah, yeah. that third segment with, um, the Joe Dante, mm-hmm. the directed, how much that still bothers me. Like with how you get the cartoonish, but also the horrific, I get strong vibes of this too with this segment, and it mirrors oh, that a course, little bit more. Because kids getting wishes in the Twilight Zone, what could go wrong? Oh, they're like, um, 
Maybe we'll have you on. There's a story later called Toys of Caliban that Ooh. is one of the most upsetting sequences I've ever seen in the Twilight Zone. And it's, it's I love upsetting sequences. Oof, it is it is just just it will devastate you. So teasing that for everybody. We'll get there. So I think it's sometime this season. It is upsetting. But yeah, this whole thing where the dad's like, oh, the four-eyed dog, whatever, cool, two more eyes, stay like, <laughs> pr- proper supervision, whatever, right? <laughs> but then also we didn't even mention like the weird, like um, I don't know, um, but the weird garb <laughs> that we now have uncle devil wearing and, and the kid wearing that feels looks like, like a, a druid or something. It feels like something out of the devil's reign. I was expecting her <laughs> to show up. Turn into a goat head, dude. <laughs> like, that would have been badass. Like, yeah. It'd have been like, if Urs Borgnine showed up in this, it'd be amazing. Right. That'd be my wish. That'd be my small wish for Urs Borgnine to show up. I mean, like then not now. Cause he's, you know, he's now passed. Cause that'd be upsetting. But like, Ur- <laughs> like I'm talking like, cabbie like escape from new york time all right? eyebrows all yeah. eyebrows and only just front teeth eyebrows like and teeth, teeth. <laughs> yeah that would be amazing too you know no he he has like no back teeth it's so weird it's like i don't know anyway like when he laughs you're like where are the rest of your teeth at pork nine uh that's neither here nor there um so uh so then we do the wish puppet the wish puppet's scary um and it's terrible like i'm not one of those people that are terrified of puppets like I, I, um, like my wife. I am. Okay. Well, there you go. This was probably a very upsetting puppet for you. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Zero stars on the puppet. <laughs> um, like my wife doesn't like mannequins and like wax figures. Like she's upset. Like, so when we were like in Vegas, like a couple years ago, we went to like one of the wax museums there and she would always be like, like socially distance herself from the wax she figure. She saw the new exhibit too many times. No, no, she, she's never seen that segment, but like the whole thing was like, it was like, I think it was like the day after our wedding. Cause I think we we're about to fly out that, that, um, that evening, but it's like, we went to there and it's like, she was like, she's fascinated by it, but she wouldn't get near any of them. Cause I, <laughs> she was always in the back of her mind thinking it's going to touch me, you know? Like, so I think there's that weird thing with puppets too, where it's like, and we talked about, was it living doll? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Season five. I, I get it because yeah. I have a thing with people staring it like really, Dead really eyes. creeps me out and bothers me. And so um, I've been meaning to talk to your wife about that too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why does Paul have just dead puppet eyes and all the photos he posts? No. Um, no, it's just like, no, like the puppet thing, like um, that makes me think of like the clown from uh, Poltergeist. Mm. Yes. That, that's very, that, that one bothered me that as a kid. That one got me too. Ooh, you yeah. know? Um, so, so yeah, this puppet. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's not, it's not, um, not cool. Um, the wish puppet and also it's called a wish puppet. That just also feels like that's tied to like some kind of weird, like Southern Appalachia, like bap, like not Baptist, but like some kind of like weird, like, Oh, you got to talk to the wish puppet. If you want to make, you know, Jesus will grant you your wishes. I don't know. It just feels very like odd to me. I don't like it that you talk to the wish puppet. I don't like yeah, it. Like don't a like uh, Pentecostal youth group. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I was, might, yeah, I was baptized Pentecostal and there was not wish puppets, but it wouldn't have surprised me. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> I was Pentecostal too. <laughs> You're like, listen, we can speak in tongues and handle cereal box snakes, but no wish puppets. <laughs> no, but the wish puppet's scary. And then how also how uncle devil's like, make a small wish. It's like, it's just, that's also terrifying to me too, because of, you know, it's a good life. Like, it's also like. Like kids don't always understand because they're kids, right? Mm-hmm. And when they start making Impressionable. wishes, you know, like it's so upsetting to me. And then he uh, turns his dad into a lizard, his mom into a rat, which that's supposed to be played for comedy. I don't like it. But it's it wouldn't it's not comedy if they're just standing there staring. 
It's creepy. It's creepy because like they're both, they're both acting like nothing's wrong. And that's yeah, where, yeah. And then how like he ends up was it, uh, he ends up also wishing that his bulldozer breaks into like another reality, like into Candyland. I don't know, like you there's know, there's two sons. And yeah, there's a little bit. It of a reminded joke there. me of Roger Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's just it's Nightmare Town instead of Toontown. But yeah, the whole thing <laughs> there. And then um, we end up having him also wishing his his toy dinosaur would come to life and be larger and start stomping around outside. Which, you know, that effect actually works pretty well for this. But it's also like very upsetting to me. It's like, oh, this is pure chaos. And also, I don't like uh, Terry. I think you've read the book, uh, The Regulators, the Stephen King book. I don't know if you've read. That I have or not. not. No, um, I, I don't know if you've read it or not as well. But no, it was the it's the there. The Stephen King released two books at the same time: Desperation and The Regulators. And one was Stephen King. The other one was um, Richard Bachman. And like, but the whole crux of The Regulators is a kind of a kid that can kind of summon like an ultra reality. Ugh, it's um. Very upsetting. So go go read that as well. That's my recommendation. Mm. But yeah, it's a. Uh, but with this, with the dinosaur marching outside, and then eventually, um, you know, the parents go answer the door because there's a dinosaur outside. Um, it just suddenly stops. Everything just stops because I think like I don't know. Like you just like. Well, Mr. Devil went to the cartoon again. So like that segment was done and over with. Yeah. So. But then the cartoon said Tim Ferriss hell, and I was like, oh, this is this is still something about that font and everything was really upsetting to me too because if you're watching as, as a kid you're like that makes me think of the twilight zone the movie whenever like the uh, was it the uh, voice of uh, bart simpson get cast cast into uh the cartoon and gets eaten by the monster like it's upsetting you know so yeah and then it's all back to normal but then we get some cockroaches coming out of the vase and we hear a little bit of the twilight zone theme and that's it um this is a crazy six minutes we're 40 minutes into this episode <laughs> this is a crazy six minutes Let's yes go, yeah so, um, so I'll put it to you, Leanne. This is your first exposure to the Twilight Zone of the eighties, by the way, um, a spoiler, um, not all of it is like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, most of it is not, I will say like, actually nothing is like this <laughs> so far. Oh, well, then I, seen. I'm glad that I came on for the one that's uh weird. Yeah, there is weird, but this is really weird. So, mm. um, so obviously your first time watching this, um, but I know that you and your husband like getting into the weird stuff. Yes. I, it almost feels like this is kiss method then that I asked you on for this. Cause I just thought it would be a fun little conversation, but knowing this is your first dipping your toes into this, this, uh, series. Uh, yeah. What'd you think about the six minutes of whatever this was, the uncle devil show? Uh, I, I really liked it actually. <laughs> it's so bizarre. The, the one part that really, I understand it's supposed to be weird and it's supposed to be creepy, but the one part that got me is when the two parents are talking about, um, I think the mom was asking the dad, um, she was thinking about teaching him more at home, teaching the son more at home. Mm -hmm. And she says, you know, I was thinking about getting some flashcards or maybe a home PC. And he goes, okay, wait, what? Home PCs at that time were super expensive and not everybody had one versus flashcards. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is, um, uh, two uh, ends of a spectrum <laughs> in terms of teaching age. You're right. No, that, that, but it's also like, they're like, Oh, he's really bright. It's like, we should interact with him more at home. It's like, and it's like the entire time he's just, you know, like being ignored, adding, completely. adding eyes to dogs and breaking through to candy <laughs> land. And yeah, that's, it's really, I mean, I get that there's that commentary there, but also like their lack of supervision also just added to the upsetting, like 
quality to it to me. I don't, I, Terry, I know this is your first time. Like it, it's basically, well. it shows how quickly things can be amplified just by not paying attention to what your kids are doing. And it's just like, I understand the commentary part of it, but this is a, a, a fun way to bridge that and be like, well, kids are going to be crazy anyways, but like, how crazy can it be? You know, like <laughs> propaganda style. Well, like. it almost, when you mentioned Creepshow, the film, it almost feels like with the kid with the comic and then you got, uh, you know, uh, Tom Atkins like yelling at him, like this mm-hmm. garbage, like basically he's not paying attention to his son and then, you know, it all comes back to bite him in the ass. He gets yeah. a voodoo doll, yeah. yeah. Spoiler so, alert. Just spoiler. never seen um, a movie from the 80, 80, 1982. <laughs> it, it feels like that too, where it's like there's that, the, 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 in the 80s, there was a lot of this latchkey type of thing too. There's also a lot of TVs being babysitters type of thing too and i know that there has been times where people were uh jackasses and they would like get movies from the video store and then just record other things on them and return them just to kind of oh no yeah i mean that's happened a lot um so you know but also like with also like we we're seeing more and more now with like the vhs generation of like not like not growing up but in terms of like the the stuff that was put out there there's so much weird shit that was like, like, why not make a video of it and just put it out there? Yeah, and readily yeah. accessible. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, you could get this stuff pretty easy. And if, and again, like the the idea of the parents not really paying attention to what they're paying for and just handing it off to their children. I was there. I, I, that happened to me. Like, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of shit that I should not have seen when I was like eight, nine years old. Yeah. I just, I remember going to the video store with my mom. The big thing for her was always like the cover art was a big thing for her. And then she'd read the back and be like, that sounds like a good one. We saw so much like just utter garbage and terrifying stuff <laughs> because of her. Like that looks like a good one, <laughs> you know, like, but we would watch it, watch it together. I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't adding eyes to animals or making cockroaches appear. Well, you, you know? were already ready, uh, already uh, handling snakes though. So you were like ready for <laughs> yeah, it. Sure. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I was getting ready for drinking, whatever drinking the world had. Acid, speaking in tongues, you know, whatever. <laughs> the Bible taught you that there could be worse. So, yeah. So, um, watch so, yeah. Cabbage Patch. Yeah. So, <laughs> the but, but there was something really kind of the forbidden thing about VHS tapes, right? Like, there's, I don't know. I'm not trying to be like the 80s were this thing. Like, it existed. We lived through it, right? But, like, putting a tape in that might have been like that forbidden fruit type of thing, like that dangerous thing. There was a weight there because it's like, oh, this is something that was only like, you know, like you could only get it this way or someone made you a copy of a thing. Right. And with this where it's like kids putting in tapes in and parents aren't even paying attention. Yeah, I could easily see them be like, oh, you watched like Terminator. Why, why would like why did we rip that? It was a robot movie. Yeah, I don't, sure. Whatever. You know, like that seems to me that there was a lot of that where it's like, oh, it's just a simple little like. You know, it's a robot. How bad could it be? <laughs> and there's more exploration into that nowadays, you yeah. know, with the VHS movies and that not saying that, the, you know, the narrative is directed towards children or whatever, yeah. but it's the idea that something that you could never expect some kind of madness being on these tapes and just popping it in, putting it on and you're just, you're, you're on for the ride, you know? Yeah. I wonder how many of these tapes of, of the uncle devil show are there because that was just one kid and he, he wished a dinosaur. So mm-hmm. 
what what other kids are doing this? Yeah, what's his neighbor's house look like right now? Yeah, that would be that would be the fun. That it's almost like the ring, like where it's like, where has this been before? You know, like where? Yeah. You know, like that could be. It's like this is like the the evil version of Jumanji. Like, can we have? <laughs> yes. You know, like that. Uh, what was it? Oh, what was that film for a couple years ago? It wasn't really good, but it was the idea of like um, it's called Beyond the Gates, where people were playing like a VHS board game um, that. It had um, Barbara Crampton in it. For yeah, a I said it was. It was pretty good. I, 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 well, I'll disagree with you. It was not great, but, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. I mean, it, it fit. Mm. It fits securely in the mode of like if you like eighties weird films, like you know, like The Gate. But uh, like, but you know, but gate. like you know, what I'm talking about that. Like, I feel like that is kind of that weird. Like, yeah, yeah. There's this thing we've talked about. You haven't found it yet. There's this weird, you know, thing. Uh, so I could see that. It's, it's almost like that video nasties quality, right? Where it's like, have you seen this? Like. I would almost wish, um, my, my, I'm using my wish puppet right now that, um, that if there was like, if you did another iteration of the, the VHS movies, um, like the, which I know I've, I've only watched a few of them. I know that they vary in quality. If there was like a revisit of like, if you just did a straight ahead uncle devil segment without like the interaction of the audience and just had him like do like a 20 minute, like what you would see with the uncle devil show, like, I think you could do something really bothersome and upsetting with that. Like there yeah. was also a really good episode of uh creep show where they do a, um, what is it called? Um, it, it's basically live action, but it's like Ross p- painting with Ross. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that was the, of uh, the one that, um, they did the callback to, uh, it was R- evil Romero. Dead. Yeah, yeah. Evil dead. Yeah. So, that was fun. Yeah. Like, that, like again, you know, we're traveling into that same, uh, narrative of like, you're watching something, all of a sudden shit goes awry, and then like, what kind of Im- imprint does that have on the viewer? You yeah, know, like I think I do. I think this is a very interesting story, and I actually enjoyed it. Um, it's goofy, but mm-hmm. I liked how how weird it got. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I, sorry, Leanne. I don't know if you're gonna say something because I, you know, you're you're on the other coast. We're in Ohio. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, I I I like that for six minutes because it wasn't very long. There was a lot to unpack. Yeah, and um, what was it? There is that um, that series on Netflix, Love, Death, and Robots, which I, you know, I've, I've forced Terry to watch some of that. Some of those segments are like six, seven minutes, and you're just like in and out, and you're like, oh, that was the thing that was weird. You know, it's like I like. There, um, especially now that we live in the age of like TikTok, where you can get an entire person's life story in what five seconds or something mm-hmm. with loud noises yeah. and flashing lights. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, like my wife loves the TikTok, and all I hear flashing like, lights. I don't know. I just <laughs> like I'm sitting there trying to like. There's times and she's going to like she'll hear this and punch me in the head later. But um, and I'm sure she'll put it on TikTok. She might not be able to hear you over the cat. So. Well, I don't. The cat. <laughs> the cat has been firing off. He's you know uh, yeah, but. Um, no, there's times I'll just sit there like downstairs trying to watch something and I just hear random like noise every 15 seconds. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> like, it just sounds like complete, like short attention span theater. She's like, well, I like this. I'm like, but yeah, but I'm hearing things out like, like this, like the right side of my head without context. And it just, <laughs> but that's what's fun about it. Oh. Is the audio oh. has no context. It just feels like it feels like like 1984, where it's like we're we're not going to let you think straight. We're just going to be blasted with sound and noise. But but yeah, like six minutes to tell a story. Like yeah, this works, right? For me, the humor it's trying to be more clever than it is. I think the humor doesn't work. But um, like I get the commentary. I'm not you know I'm not blind to this. But because I have that weird thing of like, I remember seeing this as a kid 
and not understanding that was supposed to be a joke and that wasn't supposed to be commentary. This scared the hell out of me as, hell out of me as a kid. And I still have that ghost in the back of my mind watching this. So it makes me very uncomfortable and credit to it that it holds up for me not being comfortable with it. Like it's a very effective six minutes. That's how you know it works. Yeah, Cause my imprinting of what I'm terrified by versus, yeah. You know, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, you know, sometimes it takes uh, as much as we talked about, even like the original series, like uh season four, where they would like stretch things out over an hour. Yeah. A to B. Sometimes you don't need, you don't need all that road. Just get in, get out, tell your story. And this does. You know, I so. wonder who Joey grew up to be. <laughs> I don't know. Wouldn't it be even better if he ended up becoming like the new Uncle Devil? Like, I was going to say maybe a Pentecostal preacher. N- nephew Devil. <laughs> <laughs> nephew Devil. <laughs> Little Devil. L-I-L apostrophe Devil or whatever, you know. So, um, uh, yeah. And if you also, if you, if there, there's a film, it's, it's an independent film from a couple years ago that kind of deals with this a little bit. It's called... Um, Oh shit. What's it called? Uh, not rent a friend, but it has Will Wheaton. Basically there was a whole, um, like there was a whole thing too, during the eighties where people would like do like, there was something called rent a friend where a guy would just sit there. It was like a 60 minute video of him be like talking and then be like, well, what's your name? Oh, that's interesting type of thing. Right. And so like he, like it was this whole thing. It was like, you're supposed to rent a friend for 60 minutes, but there was a movie like two years ago where this guy rents this video and Will Wheaton's that character. It was like, like the, the Mr. Rogers, like sweater and tie. And as he's watching this, somehow I don't trust it already. Yeah. Right. No, but it's like, (laughs) it's like this whole thing where it's like, um, rent a pal, I think is the name of the film, but it was like, eventually like, the character starts talking directly to the guy that's sitting there watching it. And it's something about like that, like, Oh shit, is this real or not? It's very upsetting to me. And I, the uncle devil thing too, is like the way he just dead stares at you and is like saying everything in a nice and upbeat tone, you know, like it's, I just do not want. So that's where I'm at with that. This is, this is a fun little segment, but I'm I'm good if I never see it again because I've seen it multiple times now and it it just it ugh, it always it's, it puts me in a bad spot because I'm not a I'm it scared me. <laughs> the sheer absurdity absurdity of this what I I was just, I was on board yeah. the entire way like and it wasn't funny but just just how absurd it was. I was like, Oh, I knew this was going to be your jam when we got, Oh dude, I was like, this is, this is awesome. (laughs) I agree. I thought thought it was good too. Yeah. I'm not just, I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying like my, my baggage coming into this, my, my unknown baggage. (laughs) (laughs) The the one scene that I will say that it got a good chuckle out of me was um, when he's talking about nutrition and he's like pouring all the cereal down and putting like huge helping of sugar of he, sugar on like, top. Yeah. And he's like, and just remember kids to, you know, mix in like candy bars and all those other and never stuff. Brush your teeth. <laughs> never brush your teeth. And I was yeah. just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, so I have, I have a little bit of trivia about this. I th- well, actually I don't, I, I have trivia about the next, <laughs> next, here's my trivia. I don't have trivia. <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry. I get my, my brain's confused because I have trivia about the next segment because Terry and I are working ahead because reasons. So, um, but yeah, this one, there's not a lot of notes about it. It just kind of exists and that's it. And it's like, you know, <laughs> all right, that's it. Tim Ferriss in hell now. I'm and very surprised that there wasn't anything like they didn't have anything on commentary or anything. No, there's no, com- there's no commentary for this uh, actual episode 10. All three segments. I don't know how they could have actually infused any kind of. I, I just wish that they, they, there was that. What was it? That episode in season three of the original series called "What Was It?" The Jungle, where they, um, not the jungle. 
Oh, it was the one where it was the end of season one or whatever. Whenever the guy was writing, he would, he would like write his books out loud. And then he would actually, um, there's a bit where they had an elephant on, on stage and, um, and, and the elephant trainers, like he made the elephant, like move back and forth and take a huge dump. And he's like, you guys, <laughs> you guys have two hours to film this elephant scene. I was, I, I would hope like, cause basically them to take a dump. Yeah, cause like he told, he told, he told the producer at the time Buck Houghton, he's like, uh, you have two hours before he has to take another large dump. It's like, it's like, we got to shoot the scene. Uh, so I, I wish there had been trivia about the dinosaur where it's like, Oh, well we had a limited time frame because he it- took a huge dump and we got to get <laughs> the dinosaur. <laughs> That's what I was hoping for. Like, you it's know, like, well, the snake needs to eat again soon. So <laughs> the otherwise snake, it's going to eat the puppy. Like the snake overdosed on a uh, cereal is what, <laughs> what happened, you oh know? Uh, so, and like, they actually found a four eyed dog for that part. It was really weird. No, that's, 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 that's <laughs> no trivia for that. So, so yeah, I don't know if we have other, um, any other uh, comments on the episode before we get to the twist and just like, um, in this thing, this is, uh, we're now going 10 times as long as what the segment was. Just letting everybody know. <laughs> a world of his own. Is that the one you were thinking of? Yes. A world right. of his own. Yeah. That one was with a uh, Keenan Wynn, if I remember right. That uh, was a good episode. Yeah. That was the yep. first time, uh, Sterling appeared on screen and then he got, uh, you know, uh, deleted or whatever. Cause Keenan, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one with the elephant that, he uh, stepped in some elephant shit. Yeah. And he, just, he just disappeared. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so thank you for the calling up the title that, cause I was going to be like, I don't know the one, right. So the one with the elephant that didn't poop in it, you know? So, which I guess is true of every episode of the twilight zone so far. <laughs> cause we've not seen that happen. Right. Yeah. We have a hundred percent of effectiveness. You know? like, <laughs> <laughs> no elephant shit. They count it off too. Yeah, it's like, a, okay. <laughs> day, day since incident. No, uh, uh, so, all right. Uh, so, yeah, Terry, anything else you want to mention about the Uncle Devil show? Nah, dude, I think okay. we have it all. I, I think out there. I think we really, yeah, I think we were in this road pretty, uh, pretty hard and far. So, Leanne, anything else you want to mention about this before we get, wrap it all up? Uh, no, just that I liked it. Okay, well, good enough. All right, so uh, let's just go ahead and rate that twist. Twist rating here, as usual, uh, as we're going to change the formats, and I don't know. Uh, uh, one means that we saw the twist coming from a mile away, and five being mind blowing. I honestly don't know how to rate this because one, I saw this already as a kid, so I already kind of knew what was going on. I, I guess I'll say um, I'm going to give it a two with the parents just not paying attention, but that seems like a trope that is already well traveled. So I mean, otherwise, the rest of this is insanity. I already knew it was coming, so I have a hard time rating any of that. So Terry, where do you think the twist is for you? It's hard to give it anything more than a two. Uh, it was very goofy, and I kind of saw some of that coming too. Um, the the snakes and the bugs—that's probably what boosted it up to that two level. I was like, <laughs> "Wow, this is scary <laughs> shit, man." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Leanne, where where were you at with your twist? Well, I think I'm going to have to go with one. Um, I would have gone with zero because I didn't think there was a twist. But maybe the twist was that he was able to actually make the wishes. Okay, that's fair. And and zero, I mean, zero is valid too. I mean, like this yeah. is, this is like it's really hard because it's like, oh, you're in and out. Like, oh, what was going on here? Right? So, yeah, they're know. like, oh, he made wishes, and then it was over. I mean, I guess to like to the, the the end of the segment, they're teasing that the twist is that maybe with the cockroaches coming back out of the vase is like, oh, this isn't done yet, you know, type right. of thing. The cork is not mm-hmm. fully on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, that was, uh, there you go. That's our discussion about the uncle devil show. Uh, before we get into what we're talking about next, um, before we get into our social media stuff, again, we talked about secured universe, Leanne, how, how can people find you and Jeff in the show that you guys do and talk about things? 
Uh, well, I <laughs> Jeff is usually the one that has all the contact info, so um, I will just say, you know, Google us. It's a useful tool. Just Google, <laughs> um, just Google the name Jeff, the first one that pops just, up. Just yeah, message just that Jeff. one. <laughs> uh, he's really big on Facebook. Well, he's not big on Facebook. He does a lot on Facebook. It's just a picture of his nose. He's just so big. He's like he's oh, a Facebook here. celebrity. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, look for Skewered Universe. Um, if you guys, yeah, uh, you can also Google Skewered Universe, and you can find them there too. Uh, but they are on Facebook. Um, he has. Uh, you guys have a way more metal cover art than we do. So I just yeah, think, um, our friend actually did it for us. Yeah. I mean, that it looks good. It looks really, really good. It looks Terry. You're going to be jealous. I know like it's, you're going to be like, well, why can't we have that as a cover art? I'm like, no, we can't, we can't have nice things. Yeah. It's taken. <laughs> <laughs> um, skulls have been, um, they, they actually trademarked skulls. You can't do it yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm pissed. <laughs> Considering I'm looking at him right now, he's wearing a button-up shirt with a skull on the front. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's my, it's my tail. My tail's from the crypt. Uh, yeah, I know. So yeah, button up. So yeah, guys, check that out. Um, I know that you guys are a little bit of a hiatus, but um, you know, it's, more's coming, right? If so I, yeah, definitely. We've got some personal stuff going on, so it's kind of on a pause. But um, if I could recommend an episode, I say listen to the episode where we talk about the Velocipaster. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, I, um, I have feelings about the Velocipaster. We won't get into it here. Um, <laughs> I mean, more, more so. Did you guys kind of cover it on? on oh, on your we covered we covered on Invasion of, like like two years ago. <laughs> I um I had I had some strong opinions about the Velocipaster, so yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, well, I just like spoiler. I have a problem with when they're like, "Oh, it's low budget," but if we if we do comedy with air quotes, but you don't actually pull off comedy, it's like <laughs> then you have a really low budget thing you're doing. I don't know. Well, Anyways, I yeah. guess we have a different sense of comedy because my, I was laughing my ass off. Well, well, well that good. It's the same thing as anthology. Everybody has different different likes yeah. of things. And I um, it's definitely not for everyone. Oh no, I um, I uh, I came away with a different opinion about the Velocipaster. It's a great name. It's like all the. It's like it's it's not them, but like the asylum stuff too, where they like some of the names they come up with. It's like I despise the asylum, but some of their names that they use for their movies is kind of fun. But I also like uh. What was the one that wasn't Sharknado because that's an asylum. They can go F themselves. But there was a Lava Lantula, which I think is a fun <laughs> name. Um, I want I that cereal, like the Lava Lantula cereal. Like that just sounds like a great cereal. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, and then yeah. I don't know if somebody ever made it, but there was somebody that posted like a fake one called Slothnado. I'm like, that's that's the stuff I'm okay with name wise. <laughs> but yeah. No, go check it out. If you if you mean, if you guys have uh, have differing opinions of uh, the Velocipaster, but that's the whole thing, right? That's the fun part. That's the, that's the conversation, right? That's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and you guys have guests on there as well. It looks like uh, one of our, yeah, one of our friends uh, was we've on. We've had uh, Tony yeah. Wash a couple of times, the director. Yeah. Um, he's a lot of fun. El Goro. And Paul's been on. Yeah. Yeah. We talked some wrestling a couple mm-hmm. months ago. And um, Midsummer. Yeah. Midsummer. Uh, well, part of Midsummer. I, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> You know, I know you guys did a two-parter, and I wasn't. I I didn't get to do my rebuttal, so there should be a three-parter. I'm kidding. We're not going to do that. Um, <laughs> okay. I figured you had enough. I, I can. I you know if you like Terry and I are divided about midsummer, so if we could do a three-parter. I'm kidding, Terry. I know. 
Oh, you give me the eyes. All right. So, all right. Uh, don't put me on blast about yeah, my yeah, feelings yeah, about, about Midsummer. Midsummer. Yeah. Like, I, I made him watch the director's cut. I don't want. I, I don't he, want like, any hate. I made him watch the way. seven hours the director's cut of Midsummer. But okay. Oh, that's okay. Our our second part. Um, we had our friend Patrick French on, and he despised it, so he ripped it apart the entire. Oh, he episode. was there in the first part too, and then you know I wasn't yeah. around. I wasn't around to defend myself in the second part. So I feel like I feel like it was one of those things where it's like half. Like half the defense didn't show up for the trial because, you, know, like, you know, anyway, so whatever. Anyway, no, Patrick's a good guy. Just, you know, he didn't like that movie. That's then again, that's, that's fine. Everybody can like and not like things. Right. So, yes. um, so yeah, uh, everybody can find us on Facebook at strange highways. You can email us directly strange highways, podcast, gmail.com, wherever you find your podcast, rate and review us. Um, I know that's easier said than done. But if you can, it'd be great. The big thing is, if you like this show, if you like the conversation, just recommend it to people. And if you're already listening to this, that means you like podcasts. The more, the merrier. And Terry, how can people find us otherwise? And folks, we are still on Instagram. Haven't had anybody uh, start to follow us uh, lately. So <laughs> I like the idea. It's like, we're going to close up shop soon. It's going to be that big yellow sign. Like, yeah. everything must go. Everything must go. Uh, all of our pictures must go because they're not ours anyway. So please <laughs> get over there. Start Make liking. us a deal. It's like it's like NFTs, but like not as bad for the environment. You can just like yeah. pay us money. I, I know some people just don't do the Facebook thing anymore. Maybe you're an Instagram kind of person. That's cool. Go yeah. over there. Like, also, our show, like you, you have found out our shows on Spotify. I just, I mean, sometimes that happens. You yeah, know? It's, like, a, it's another one of those <laughs> services that uh, for some reason hasn't kicked our asses off of there. Yeah. Um, go over there, give us a five star rating if you like us. If you don't like us, then give just us make five sure stars you give us four anyway. Stars. But say, <laughs> yeah. but just say that you don't like us. But five stars. Thank you. That'd be greatly. We love you. <laughs> no, but I think it's important if people like the conversation, whatever show they're listening to, and if they're if they enjoy it, because I know I listen to a shit ton of podcasts like all over the place. Share the love. Share yeah, the love. That's all. So and we're and it also helps with chores. Clean like and and like bake. Like I love in the, my love in my kitchen. I like Terry can testify to this. I cook a lot and I like, I just, I like having my headspace elsewhere. Yeah, I'm doing it keeps it. the voices at bay for me. So, well, you know, yeah, so I put other voices in my head. Yeah, it's fine. It goes so. to work for me. There you go. See, yeah. You told me that you came to the show and this was like somehow my ramblings entertained you for hours at a time at work. Um, I, I yeah, it's really, really <laughs> weird. I don't get it, but for some reason I can, I don't stand me while I'm at work. I don't understand. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, before we wrap everything up here, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, what we're doing next, Terry. So here here what 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 we're doing next. And now, Mister Serling. All right. So we're getting into next. It's going to be uh, season one, episode ten, segment C, uh, opening day, which I was really hoping was about baseball, just because of the name. It's not about baseball. It's um, not, and it was a very confusing title. But we're going to get into that. Yeah, there's some familiar names as there, far as the acting. Yeah, some good and some bad. We'll yeah. get into. Yeah, there's some problematic uh, main actors there now in hindsight. But yeah, we're going to get there. We're going to get to opening day. Uh, Leanne, thank you again for coming on the show. This was a lot of fun. We had like this was a, a weird ride tonight, but it's been it's been a hell of a lot of fun talking about everything. It's a dream come true. <laughs> so I this, can die happy. Was this your practice wish? Was that was your yeah, like, tiny, tiny yeah. practice wish? I got a couple more, but I'm holding them in. All right. I'm waiting for the right moment. Right. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. Everybody have a good week. Have a safe week. Um, I, I got nothing, Terry. I just I, I usually try to come up with something witty. The, this one's uh, it's just weird. So, Terry, pick up. Watch your children, damn it.
Okay, kids, I hope you all paid close attention to what Mr. Wish Puppet said, because now it's your turn to make your own little practice wish. All right, ready? Concentrate. Now wish. Check and see. Did your wish come true? <laughs> <laughs>